Hi, pals! <clears throat> Hi, pals! And welcome to the Disneyland Paris show. Here's your hosts, Lucy, Chris, and Hugh. <laughs> Gosh! And now, Disneyland Paris news. There is no news from Disneyland Paris this week. So, should we say goodbye? Yeah. Is that what it's we're been emotional, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to give a little explanation of that. We did look up the news, both myself and Chris and Hugh kind of over my shoulder looked up the news. And we found things about uh, security tents, um, a little bit of uh, refurbishment of the odds, you know, uh, Sca- restaurant scaffolding side. coming off the bridge in Adventureland. Yeah, they've got some new macrons in yeah. um, in one of the bakeries. But we we kind of feel, and we've told you this before, that when we have weeks like we do, we've had some really good news weeks. Oh yeah. When we have weeks like this, we think we'd rather say no news and talk about something else than really try eke out what we think of these new macrons because it can mm. get a little bit tedious. And if you're interested in stuff like that, there's some really good news sites on Twitter that you can go to, and um, you know. Have a little think in your own mind. Have a little conversation with the voices in your head. But we're for these, <laughs> for today, we're going to talk about something else, aren't we? It sounds fun. Yes. Let's talk about something else. Disney related. Disney related. Oh. And as Christmas is coming, we've got a couple of topics in mind. One of which is going to be if you had to receive a fantasy Disney gift. Not one that exists but one that you invented, maybe a Lego set of something they haven't done yet or a certain design of lounge fly bag or something, what would you want to receive? So you can start having to think about that. The other thing, we're always teasing that we want to talk about IPs. Mm. It's like we're always saying, Who doesn't? let's talk about the use of IPs in hotels and things like that. Not mm. all these various different conversations and rants we've gone on. There are no notes. So we're going to have another free-form show, which I know some people have said they really enjoy. So let's polite. just get to it. <laughs> no notes today. And if you do have anything that you do want us to discuss, bang it in the comments. Um, I've got a really nice smell in my nose. So without further ado, can we just talk about drinks? Well, my tiki cup's a little bit hot today, Chris, because uh, we just did some last minute wine mulling. Oh, it smells super. And it's the uh, it's the classic uh, glue vine bottle from Lidl. Uh, sometimes I will uh, I will decant. Uh, inferior mulled wine into that bottle because it looks so nice. <laughs> it's too hot to drink at the moment. It is. I can't even pick this cup up. It's been over mulled. My tiki <laughs> cup is too hot. <laughs> Chris, our um, tech advisor has just told us that they can't hear the music. At all. The music can't be heard. Interesting. I'm just going to press the music again. Was that the same with the intro music? Oh, yeah. Look, it isn't playing. Yeah, none of the intros are played. Uh, oh, gosh. This is, this is <laughs> good TV slash radio, yeah. isn't it? Well, well it's for us because we get to listen to the music. Well, while you're doing that, I'll say hello to uh, Bob's here. He's, uh, he's sulking because uh, Amazon's three weeks late publishing. publishing oh, yeah, book. we've been oh. waiting for Bob's book. We discussed it yeah. last week, didn't we? Bob sent us a very nice email uh, or stroke message this week um, with some music in it. I don't know if you uh, you witnessed this, but he sent it to the three of us. Um, no, I don't some, think I did. Main Street Christmas music. Oh. oh my word! It is the most festive thing. Oh, ever. is it? Love? Oh, we need oh, to get that on. We could honestly. do with a bit of Christmas spirit. Um, yeah. Also, and I've forgotten to bring it, and I really do apologise for this. But the Dunn family sent us a Christmas card um, to, oh, our, yeah. to our postal oh, address, which we gave out via via secret message after last week's discussion. Um, and uh, they've sent both my wing and your wing a card, but I've left your card in my wing. Oh well. We'll see Sorry, you. I apologize. Uh, multiple, I'm going to see you like three times next weekend. So, well, just just to go back on things a little bit, then I'm hoping now that we might actually have some tiki music. So I'm going to play it because otherwise we can just enjoy it anyway. Yeah, yeah, we always do. Cross your fingers. It's working now. Hold together. Uh, mulled wine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I started recording a new jingle for the uh, for the 
um, classics podcast. Yeah. Um, for our uh, favourite bits. Oh yeah, yeah. Our hey, favourite bits. Even though we're nearly at the end, I just thought, you know YouTube. what? We want. I want that because that's the bit that I always miss. And if I put yeah. that into the jingles, and I'll remember it. So, um, watch this space. Well. Well, they could hear that. So uh, we've got oh, uh, so Bob's here. We've got Mark Chester, who's uh, helping us out with some of our, like you know, po- pointing Thank out some of our issues, which we appreciate. Uh, Penny's here. She Penny's already uh, got. Well, ide- I do, I'm going to get on. She's to got that. ideas. And uh, Mike Suffield is <laughs> also here. Right. I'm gonna... occasionally Mike. We just full name people like that. I'm going <laughs> to launch straight in. So the first suggestion I get. We talked about this in the car on the way back. We've been to visit Santa, haven't we? Yes. Yes. On a steam train. On a steam train in Yorkshire. Um, Emily's here. She says good morning. Good morning, Emily. Hello, Emily. From, from exotic lands af- afar, she travels. G'day. Um, so, yeah, we were talking... Last year we did our fantasy Disney Christmas gifts, what we would want to receive, and we did, like, three budgets, didn't we? Um, oh, like, yeah. we did it under $20, under $100, and mm-hmm. then no limit, you know... Yeah. A night in Cinderella's castle. Reach for the sky. Yeah. So I thought we can't do that again, but are there any gifts that you wish existed, that if they did exist, you would buy them or you would buy them for a loved one or just something perfect? Now, the most obvious first thing we're going to talk about in a separate discussion anyway is Disney do Lego sets. What Lego sets do you wish they did that they didn't currently do? So I'm going to go straight on to Penny's two answers and then I'm going to throw it out okay. to you guys, okay? Right. Penny has said... Is this park-related, are we saying, though? No, it doesn't have to be park-related. Ma- well, well, it could can be park-related. I'm going to limit myself to parks. Okay. 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 Um, so she says the Disneyland Paris castle. Now, there is a generic castle which is closest to Florida, but mm. is not... Uh, anatomically correct as Florida. It's kind of a hybrid of all of them. But I think we've all universally agreed that we have the most beautiful castle, don't the we? The two most beautiful. Yeah, the two. two. The we've two got, we've most got the beautiful. first most beautiful castle, which is obviously the Queen of Hearts castle in mm-hmm. uh, Alice's Obviously. Cooper's Labyrinth. And uh, the second most beautiful one, which is Sleeping Beauty's castle. Yeah. Yep. Hi. So I have to, to agree. Sam Metcalf, by the way. Hi, Sam Hi, Metcalf. Sam Metcalf. She's made it. She, she's... Not made it for, for, for live and for a while, but here she is. Yeah. And those square trees, and also the hidden detail of having the dragon underneath, mm-hmm. I agree, would be an amazing Lego set. She also then said... Well, well just just on the Disneyland Paris one, the, the, there's a guy on, on Facebook, isn't there, who's, who's built basically all of Disneyland Paris mm. in Lego. And I have seen a couple of times that he's made plans available for some of the things that he's done with rough ideas of the cost it would be to order all individual bricks for it so you never know it might actually be a feasible thing i haven't seen one for disneyland paris uh, for for the castle sorry but it does happen so i think that's the place to look out i joined Mm -hmm. a um a site called lego ideas which is where people put their ideas and Mm. they get voted up and down and that's how things like the Mm. fender guitar got put into uh, into um construction and things so well worth looking out in places like that to see if you can get them boosted if they've got plans there for them. Indeed. Hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. <laughs> Hi, Claire. Uh, Penny also said to do the Tangled Tower, which I do believe they do in kind of a little small yeah. junior set. But I know what you're saying. You're saying the equivalent of the Hogwarts mm. Castle, the Disney Castle, the Tangled Tower. I can agree with that. But Hugh, you sounded like you had ideas. Well, there's a very obvious one. Which is um, the Phantom Manor. Yes. Which would be a great set. Now the- and I imagine as well, you, it's on a hinge, you can open it up and there's uh, maybe it wouldn't have the whole ride in it, but you could at least have maybe the uh, the banqueting hall inside. The stretching yeah, room. Yeah. You could have a With moving all- stretching room, couldn't you? You, you could have the banqueting hall. And and if you, what, re- if you look at it from a vantage point, it all works. Mm. You, could, you could feasibly have all the mechanics underneath. And be able to visibly see all the ghosts and things. With mirrors and, and things. Working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do... They, good a, gravy. There's a series of Lego now that, that does augmented reality as well, isn't there, where you can mm. see things when you hold your... I'd, I'd prefer it not to be augmented, though. I'd prefer it just to be the, oh, yeah. the, the, the old-fashioned... Uh, well, it should be. ...mirrors and yeah. glass trick. Music hall tricks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it should be. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Um, there is a haunted house set, but it's not Disney-related, but it is kind of that generic... 
colonial yeah. style kind of thing. But no, it, we want Disney's Phantom Manor. Wait, Sorry, well, Disneyland Paris's Phantom Manor. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's my favourite looking one. I don't like the uh, Disneyland one so much. No. Uh, it's not, yeah. I, I don't like the Disney World one either. The the, the Paris one, has got a, it's got a real sort of, it's really atmospheric, isn't mm. it? Mm. Do you know yeah. what I would do? What's that? Skull Rock. Skull Rock. Mm. Skull Rock would make a good Lego piece. Yeah. And just With for, the pirate ship as well. I, that's oh, what I was thinking. I think it'd have, have to have the galleon. Well, just for pure aesthetics, it, it would be an odd thing to just have in its own. You know, it somehow balances, I'm sure you it? could get a massive pile of grey Lego and figure it out. Yeah, particularly if you knew AutoCAD or something, you can like model it, can't you, and then work it out from there, mm. which I, I don't. They've got all those models, haven't they, um, Lego, where you build like a street and things. So, you, so like Main Street is, is oh. another obvious thing, isn't it? But yeah. you could literally buy that in, yeah, in you blocks can. and get all the different bits. And... I've said that before. I can't remember what the range is called, but no. they do have all that Victorian um, Americana kind of buildings. And I've said that that's just Main Street, hmm. full stop. So you can kind of do Main Street and the castle. Um, what about Space Mountain? That guy's done Space Mountain as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, visually it'd be fantastic, I guess. Our one. If you want Paris a functional one. one, though, it's mm. an indoor roller coaster. It's got, not going to be much to look at, is it? It's going to be a bit of a strange one. Mm. If, if you think of yeah. it as a functional ride. I, I feel that way about the Millennium Falcon. It's like it's a huge, expensive thing. And at the end of it, you've got a big grey circle. Yeah. Does that not have any cockpits or yeah, I think details? Can it yeah, open? There's loads of stuff inside and it can open, but but when you store it, you're no. not going to store it open, are you? No, you'd, you'd put that back in the garage, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, my, my brother-in-law got it for his 50th birthday and he's built it and collapsed it something like three times now. Yeah. And he's done it, yeah. he's like, where That's do the I the put fun. it? So just the, fun is, the, the fun is after a certain age is building it or displaying it, um, but like playing with it. Do you know I had Maybe not so much for us. a Hogwarts set, not the Hogwarts set that is in my bedroom and is still my beloved, but I had a Hogwarts set that I reverse built and sold to you, didn't I, Chris? You did, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had as much fun following the instructions backwards, Count just there's a little bit of obsessive compulsiveness going on with counting the bricks. Also, I kept a makeup br- brush with me and cleaned some of the bricks as I went along if I didn't think they were sellworthy. And there's as much pleasure in doing that as there is the actual builds. <gasps> Mark has just said... Well, I was I was going to say this as well, Mark, and I changed my mind at the last minute, but here, yeah, go on. Swiss Family Treehouse. It would be good. I mean, you, we've got a... Uh, you've just done a um, bonsai tree. Oh, I have. So, you know. Mm. I really like the bouquet of flowers. I've been trying to persuade Laura to let me get that to put in the vase <laughs> yeah, in, the, yeah. in, in the kitchen. I mean, yeah, I was wondering if my mum would like that, and I, I couldn't work it out, so I didn't want to take the plunge, no. really. Swiss Family Tree would be good. Very complex. Yeah, really good. It would be fun to build. Penny um, says, can you give the link for the manus? Yeah, sorry, that's why I've just been looking at my phone. Penny, it's, called, it's just called Disney Brick. If you look on Facebook for Disney Brick, it's it's that. And it's really good. There's some fantastic, there's bits of videos and things as well. But he's done designs for um, Nightmare Before Christmas as well, that mm-hmm. he's put forward before. And uh, has most of the park and the studios as well, I think, um, mm-hmm. built up. Some of it with functional mm-hmm. things like uh, Big Thunder Mountains are fully functional yeah, um, ride is brilliant. Speaking of the studios, I was thinking, because I was almost forgetting, but uh, Tower of Terror would be pretty good. I don't actually, oh. I, I don't personally love the look of the Tower of Terror. It's a very odd building. It's not like any building that would could ever exist. Um, it's a bit lopsided, oh, actually, isn't it? Actually, is this one of those things where someone's going to go, well, actually, it's based on um, a place in LA. It might be, actually. But, um, no, yeah. not a single place. We watched the programme on it. Not a single place in LA, but certainly mm. the architectural style. But it's meant to have been struck by lightning, which is what gives it that weird, top-heavy, lopsided yeah. thing. But that could have moving parts in. That could have a little mm. escalate, uh, elevator in it. Um, also, Mark was saying uh, Julie would like it. It's a small world. He said, do you mean the front? Her answer was no. All of it. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I was looking, you know, now you can get um, sets to do portraits with and you can custom build them. Bonnie has also got the dot sets, which is where you kind of just get bracelets oh, yeah. and then you can do designs. And I was playing with her pastel coloured dot sets and thinking, do you know, it would be awesome to get a base board and get loads of dots and, just do, and, and do some Mary Blair yeah. style. Um, well, the front of Small World, basically, or something like that. And I think it's something you could conceivably do yourself and have a nice kind of A3 piece of art to put on the wall at the end of it. So There's what so- if I did that? There's so much they could do at the Disney parks. 
mm. alone, the, the parks alone. Mm. Um, like they could they could do every attraction. They've done the you train could build station. the entire park in, yeah. your, in your in your loft. Well, that'd be good. What about? I know it's your favourite castle, but bear with me. Um, Alice's Curious Labyrinth, mm-hmm. but do the whole labyrinth table sized. Mm-hmm. That would be good. That would be nice. That would there'd be loads of find yeah, some way of, detail of uh, mo- maneuvering something through it. Oh, so you've got like a like like a track, but it's a it's people running or whatever. And you could just do Lego figures, but with magnets in the feet. Oh yeah, I like that. And then you'd have to do and it from underneath. You'd need a very thin table that'd mm. support a lot of. We'll think about that. <laughs> think about before we pitch it to Disney. Ah, we'll Josh, think about it. Well done, Josh. He's noticed something in the background of. Uh, if, oh, uh, l- listeners might not be able to see, but because we've got like a Christmassy uh, makeover today, uh, there's a little hidden. Well, there's a hidden Mickey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite subtle. The ears aren't touching the head, and one of them slightly smaller than the other. But uh, yeah, w- well done, Josh. Can I just say, by the way, mm. um, before we started recording today, Lucy had got her camera out again and was doing bits of filming. She asked me if oh, I was feeling Lucy Christmassy, and I, and I wasn't particularly, but I am now. This this is making me feel really festive. It's the mulled wine and the smell of gingerbread and. That's yeah, it. The you need some jumpers and the and the snow behind us. And you need the chemical memories to really make it go. A gingerbread don't you? candle going on as well. Mm. You know, it's all going on. Yeah, mulled wine. We would have had some uh, Christmas treats, but we're all full, aren't we? Yeah, we've are had... you full, Chris? We're full. We just had a massive. Yeah, I had pork um, belly with black pudding mash. I, I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, have we have we exhausted? Oh, no, we haven't just, exhausted it. I've got another. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just just really quickly because you were talking about Mary Blair. If you if you're on Twitter, there's a um a Twitter account worth following called Tiny Spires. I follow them. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Okay. It's just random made um, Mary Blair type. Yeah, uh, it's just small it's, world art, and every, every day they just tweet different ones. Yeah, it's brilliant. Almost to the point where you wonder if it's just like. If something's just generated, computer it's generated, it's generated. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. it's just generated. But uh, yeah, that's a nice little um, thing they've got going there. Yeah, I follow that because I really appreciate that. Oh no, it does say patterns by Susan Kerr. Yeah. yeah, okay, so she's making them. Tweets every three hours. No, I don't think she is. Not every three hours. Oh. Three hours. Yeah, you'd run out of ideas, wouldn't you? Maybe she just wrote wow. the program. I, I think that's it. I think it's lots of different shapes and things that she's pulled together, and then it, and then an algorithm makes you a new spire. Every, mm. We think. Every if she's hours. watching, let us let us know your process. I've got one more Lego, and then anyone else who wants to jump in with the Lego. Don't just have to be Lego, though. Well, we were going to do this Lego chat before, weren't we? I'm yeah. not sure we did. We did, did. No, I think we did do, didn't we? Did we not um, have a Lego chat once? We might have already had sure this exact conversation. I would I like, <laughs> and it's they could do a whole range of it and collect them, and people would Disney slash Lego, so listen to me, the parade floats, like certain iconic oh, yeah. floats, and you could get them moving. And I, if you did seven, which is your average parade length, and they were, you know, like two hundred pounds each. People would buy all seven eventually, were, wouldn't they? What about rather than Lego, if there were the the kind of ornament type things that are, are like about three inches long mm. each one? Because then you you could feasibly have somewhere to keep them, and you could swap and change them in and out mm. and stuff as well. Whereas with Lego, they'd, they'd be this big easily. Yes, they, they would. Yeah. yeah. So, are you talking like almost like buying a train set? You know, they sell the train set at Christmas in the. Emporium. We could do think, it like a parade set. I don't even think that. Just like a little um, individual. Yeah, like like the uh, like the little ornaments you used to get in Kinder Eggs, mm. something like that. But but parade floats. Let's face it, though. I think the castle is like going to be the one that you'd want to display the most, isn't it? Oh yeah. Especially mm. with like if you get the hill in there and the square trees on it, mm. and the dragon and mm. the dragon. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, and the stage for all the. Um, slightly disappointing shows. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that you can't see because everyone's decided to stand up, even though oh. you're not supposed to. It's true. Don't be that guy. I would have that. It's there. true, isn't it, listeners? That you're uh, you're watching a show. Everyone's everyone's seated, and then all it takes, and this happens every time, one person when the show starts goes, "No, I'm going to stand up," and one person means everybody has to stand up. Then, and whereas you could all see before. Now, you know, depending on how tall you are, it's a, it's a lottery. Well, we um, did one of the dessert parties in Disney World. And what happens is you pay for like a dessert buffet and, and there's cider included and things like that. But it means that you get reserved area f- to watch the fireworks. Mm. 
And it's an area on the hub. So if you think of all these like triangles of grass, you just get one of the triangles of grass. And it was gorgeous because everyone just sat down, got some picnic blankets out on this triangle of grass. Kids were running around enjoying themselves. It was just this lovely like village picnic atmosphere. And then the parade started Mm. and everyone stood up and there was absolutely no reason because Mm. everyone in that area had a reserved area. It was dry. Everyone could see. Yeah, I I just don't understand. And we were towards the back of the grass thinking we had a really good view because everyone was sat down and we had this good thing. And then we we had Sunday. These are the same people. And now I'm going to, some people are going to be like saying, well, what's wrong with that? These are the people who stand still on an escalator that's going down. <gasps> that's me, but I've get vertigo. I, I don't understand. Well, yeah, yeah, you get wobbly and you're going to fall over. But I don't understand why you would you'd be going along at a certain pace and then, and then you'd say to yourself, "No, I'm going to go slower than uh, I need to walk down." I understand going up, maybe, even though I still walk up. But you know, you know, my pet same peeve people. is you know supermarkets where the car parks underneath and you, you get your trolley and you go onto the escalator and it's not steps; it's like a slope. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then your wheels lock into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can't move. Yeah. I, I like to wedge it up so that only the back wheels are in. And just, if you keep wiggling it as you go, you can walk while you're going down. Oh. Lucy will confirm. I do the same. I just I, Sometimes you, you can just push it up with brute force. Yeah, yeah. Probably breaking the trolley or something. But uh, yeah, I'll just go, nah, push, I'm pushing this up. While we're at this, those moving walkways in airports, and for that matter, those moving walkways at Disneyland Paris. I don't go on them. They're not working half the time but what they're designed for Chris is because you've got a 20 minute walk they're meant to turn it into a 10 minute walk because you're meant to walk on those moving walkways yeah, people don't so I just don't up. exactly it's like it's not designed for you just to stand and have a rest that's not why they're there they're designed to speed your well, walking pace maybe but they can be used that way because some people might you know need, tired need legs. Yeah. But, but some people just go oh okay now I just stand still do I I do think, though... Use your brain! I do think the rest of the country outside of London is at a disadvantage when it comes to escalators because on the tube, they've got it sorted. You stand on the left and you walk on the right and mm-hmm. it's really, yeah. really they haven't, they haven't, They haven't oh, the other way got the, the, the hang of that in Leeds. No, but... The, the There's always place. someone on the left standing there. But nobody speaks to you when you go to London, whereas if you get off a bus, you say thank you around here. So Cheers. It's a trade-off, isn't it? Cheers. It's a trade-off. Escalators yeah. for, for politeness. Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie says that as well, and uh, some bus drivers find it really funny. I'll, I'll go, cheers. She'll go, cheers! When I was at uni, we used to say chizik instead of cheers to uh-huh. the bus drivers and think it was hilariously funny. In Hull, they say, cheers, cheers drive. Right, I'm going to bring this back to Disney. Uh, so Bob has suggested the Main Street Electrical Parade. I like that. You can get electric oh, lighting yeah, packs, on, yeah. can't you, for your parades if you're Ooh. going to do that. Phantom Man is glow-in-the-dark glow inside. <laughs> yeah, of course oh. it is. You can get a lighting pack for the castle. Have you got a lighting pack for your castle? No, I keep thinking about it. Maybe at some point I will. Mark says, uh, I'm for the standing brigade on the escalators. Opportunity for contemplation and smile at total strangers. <laughs> When my parents moved moved to London when I was a baby, um, they used to sit on the tube and deliberately smile at everybody Mm. to try and... uh, Someone someone spoke to me on the underground uh, and I was like, oh, that's weird, someone talked to me. And then I soon realised it was from like Leeds. (laughs) So it was from the north. I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's second Leeds mention. Um, What about the Nautilus? Ooh, the whole Nautilus or just the top of the Nautilus? Uh, Yeah. I, I, I like they the idea be. of it. I, I don't think it'd be a big seller. No, probably, probably not. No. <laughs> Autopia would be cool. Orbitron. Chris's coaster. Again, maybe not Blue box. Autopia scale electric. Mm. Mm. Have we got any non-Lego ideas? I was going to say, let's go on to the other fantasy gift ideas. Have we, you anything? We were saying a while ago, there's so many things they could do with like, maybe just taking like, um, you know, an image of the map of the park and just printing it on things. Mm. Is that what, do you remember this conversation? Mm. I was saying yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they could print it on a tea towel, you know, they just print it on anything and people just be like, because just, just anything iconic. I think sometimes. The studios in its current form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes things are over-designed and uh, I think you can just, you can just take a logo, you can take a logo for like, uh, you know, the rides, whack them on a t-shirt, people are going to go, I'll have that. Mm. You know, rather than, you know, have it be some elaborate, thing just just literally just get all the logos they've got in the park and just stamp them on a t-shirt i do it in one color it'd be Mm. cheap i'd buy that i do not like this is 
most of Disney apparel, I'd say this is 80% of Disney apparel in all parks, is quite larry-coloured cartoon characters with a big fonting thing. And I'm not a fan particularly. I like it to be a bit subtle, a bit different clothes that I would buy in any shop. Um, but with a little Disney twist. Yeah, yeah. I quite like it when, the, um, in Paris in particular, they do couture stuff. And when they've got a skirt that just looks like a skirt, but when you get close instead of polka dots, it's tiny Mickey heads. I kind of like that because people seeing me wear it mm. would never think that's a Disney skirt, but I know it is. It appeals to both, you know, yeah. fans and non-fans, you know. Mm. You can get away with both. Or just, you know, like a... We were talking about that Tiny Spires thing, just that geometric print. Mm. Bang that on a skirt. Done. They've done that on leggings and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, I'd like some some of the rarer characters as, as, as plushies, mm. like the the whale that sang at the Met, yeah. stuff like that. Just like oh, yeah. some, some really random stuff. The tugboat mm-hmm. from, from that film as well. I, I don't know. I just think it'd be really nice. Nobody would buy them. Mm. But it'd be really nice to have some things that would just... Like talking pieces mm-hmm. when you come into the house and, and people say, oh, oh, you've got a Mickey. Well, oh, yeah. Why has that whale one. got two uh, uvulas? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that brings... Oh, like, what about that? But it, it's a Bertie Bass, but it's it's the whale. <laughs> <laughs> that brings oh, yeah. another interesting question. What films do you, or what IPs do you think are underrepresented in the park? Do you think it's a crime they're not there? Like Atlantis. I can answer the other way around. Like, uh, like I said last week, I'm, I'm surprised... But like 10 years after the film came out, there was all of a sudden a, like a whole ratatouille land. Mm. And I'm like, I know it's in France, but so you can excuse that. But now it's even worse in Florida. I'm like, I know it's in the France pavilion, but I'm like, really? Now you're going to add a ratatouille, right? A ratatouille. Like when I think of Pixar, and it's a beloved film and it's, it's perfectly fine. It's not one of my favorites. But like when you think of Pixar, I don't think of ratatouille, do you? No, not really. And I'm like, why did that get a whole land? Well... You see, I I know we were going to discuss IPs as a separate thing, but you kind of, you've dog whistled me a bit here because mm-hmm. I firmly believe the IP doesn't matter. The quality of the ride and the land matters. Now, Ratatouille could be a film I'd never seen, didn't care about. It could even not be a film. It could be a rat that they've just invented for the purpose of that ride. And I would still like it just as much. And then conversely, they could do a film that I absolutely adore, like Tangled, and if the area didn't get me or the ride was, you know, a bit meh, I wouldn't feel any better about it. I mean, the best example is Pandora uh, in Animal Kingdom, which is amazing. Don't give a hoot about the film. Don't give a hoot at all. So I don't think that what IP is or the fact that it's old or not popular, I don't think that matters if the quality's there, personally. Yeah. Mm. Hi, Helen. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that I'd like to see more Hercules okay and specifically in Paris I would like to see more Hunchback of Notre Dame I think they're but missing something there Hercules in, in what form not characters because they're just we've said, talked about this before but they're just so angular and stuff they're just not they wouldn't be nice to meet would they I think it would make a good um, show. I think it would make a good musical mm. um, yeah okay. and if it was not character characters if it was human yeah People characters steer away from the gods. Yeah, like the muses. Oh, they should do a meet and greet that's just the muses. That would be brilliant. The way that they do the seven cool, dwarves. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But you're right. Trying to represent them as actual humans who are not going to be that shape might not translate as well. Might just be girls in gold dresses. But you could you could have a load of um, like urns and vases and stuff with mm. with ornate pictures on them that would just be enough of a thing to lend to and remind you of some of the, you know we tell the story of of um sleeping beauty in the castle and we tell the story of, of aladdin in, in aladdin's passage you could do that couldn't you you could have mm-hmm. something that did that with hercules quite well i think oh yeah absolutely that, and it didn't have wouldn't necessarily have to be the story of the hercules film either it could it could go into different bits of greek mythology or anything it'd be quite cool we're going to get onto IP overlays in a bit, aren't we? But um, mm. Penny is just saying uh, she wishes uh, they could do more Tangled and uh, Princess and Frog in Frontierland. Yeah. And even though, um, just to give it away, I'm kind of generally against IP overlays, I wouldn't be that against it on the boat. On the Molly Brown. Oh, yeah, if they turn that into a Princess and the Frog mm. kind of Mississippi Ooh. boat ride. That's a really good idea. Hmm. You know, it wouldn't have to change too much. In fact, they could even just be 
You could just you, you just have character meets on, on there. Is that too? It's true. You've got a soundtrack, haven't you? When you're maybe we could just be walking around, you know, waving. Yeah. Mm. Or just a little Ooh, little just, hint in the just deck. Just Bob Tiana on that boat, and that's all. That's all you need to do, really, isn't it? Bob or even you know how when you go on that ride um when you get around the other side of thunder mountain there's a couple of little easter eggs and there's a, a fishing hut mm-hmm. and a guy fishing or something and you can see some puck if they just had you know tiana, tiana and naveen on the banks there's a little bit of an easter egg that you could mm. see as you and went past going down the bayou as you went past it <laughs> and it, it would yeah that would work really well a bit like the storybook yeah the storyboat i suppose isn't it storybook boat yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah there is tangled on the storybook boat Right, but it, it's really the tiniest hint for the size of the film. Yeah, yeah there is. They yeah, put it's, the... like, it's up high, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on the... It's next to the Seven Dwarfs Mine. Yeah, I'm always too busy looking at... Um... <laughs> oh, Lucy. Seven Dwarfs Mine. <laughs> That's better. It's the Dwarves Bell. <laughs> yeah, some people, yeah, some people won't know what that was, but yeah, she said dwarf, Dwarves. It's Dwarfs. And if you don't believe me, look it up, because you might be surprised. It's like the Berenstain phenomenon. The mm. Mandela effect. <laughs> I, yeah, my, my main focuses when we go in the storyboat are the um, Peter and the Wolf. Isn't it behind mm. Peter and the Wolf? Chernobog. Well, I turn, I turn over to the other side. Chernobog. And then, then before I know it, we're going into the Aladdin's passage, into Aladdin's tunnel, and then, and then it's obviously Return to Oz. Um, I yeah. always like there's a little I just love the music. and you can see people in boats going. What's that doing there? Yeah. <laughs> There's a very tiny sword yeah. in the stone tribute on your left as you come mm. out of the tunnel, and I always like to, to I just remind look at it, remind us. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, oh, and that one. Let's not forget that one because I, I, like I love that, that ride, but I, I kind of love how how lame some of it is. <laughs> like the, the worst bit is Mount Olympus. It's just mm. such a nothing looking little island in the middle, and there you go. There, there are things that There's I miss Hercules. I'm, I'm so busy going. Oh look, mm. at these other bits. Um, Penny said it's ridiculous that Beauty and the Beast is so underrepresented uh, when it, given that it's a French story and we're in Paris. The thing is, it's kind of the point in history that matters there because it was opened in 1992. Um, I think Beauty and the Beast was released in 1992, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's a tale as old as time, Lucy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but the point is that most of the park will have been designed in... 89 mm. before this happened so it didn't manage to get that but then also when you start rebuilding and remodeling it'll miss that wave as well no i think it's far enough now that it becomes kind of catalog whereas if they'd done it in 1998 they'd got other stuff coming out it becomes catalog i think they would now you have to put emma watson in there oh <sighs> see that's the worst thing even when it appears in illuminations it's blooming moody pants swanning across some turrets that's not for me. Um, and, and a beast that's dead behind the eyes. I, I do agree with you. The thing is, in Paris, which IPs are heavily represented? The rides that you've got in Fantasyland are Peter Pan, um, Snow White, Pinocchio, Alice in Wonderland, which I think we can agree, all being silver and gold age, are just quite iconic in mm. their own way. And beyond that... I'm so proud to say that Paris has stuck far more to original IPs than the other parks have because Phantom Manor is an original IP. Um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, yes, it's had its overlay, but that was originally an an IP. And, um, oh, Space Mountain is Hyperspace Mountain, so what am I on about? Yeah, and, and the Star Wars there, and then there's Buzz Lightyear as well. There is. Now, the one thing I would say is overrepresented represented, <laughs> is Toy Story. But it is f- three and a half massive films, isn't it? <laughs> so. Hmm. What's the half? Toy Story of Terror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't accept the fourth one. Um, so I, I don't know. What the what the I, I think they're due for is a, a new fantasy land area, which they did in Florida in that they did an extra loop that's just called New Fantasyland mm. and it was an extension that was built. Little Mermaid. Yeah, because yeah. you've no Little Mermaid either. In Paris. You've no Beauty and the Beast, you've no doing? Little Mermaid. What We're is... about to get frozen with no Tangled. I'm wondering if the studios, you know, they've got expansion pads around that lake. I'm wondering if some of these 
I don't think Beauty and the Beast is far would... too much. Studios is for IP, though, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. it's for Marvel, Star Wars, immersive Pixar, lands, and and Frozen, which I, I guess has managed to branch mm. out from Walt Disney Animation to its own thing in in that kind of context. But the, mm. these two topics uh, have merged yeah, all, have. Have seamlessly, haven't they? Yes. Seamlessly. But just to kind of cement it, um, I wanted to talk about um, IP overlays because. It's good and it's bad. My problem with IP overlays is, um, as an adult, if I go to a Disney park and you're paying like thousands of pounds just to, to stay in, a, in one of their resorts, uh, I don't want to see what's happening in Florida where Edna Mode's on the pillows because all of a sudden I'm a bit embarrassed. And I know it's at a family park and people are saying, well, you know, you could, and the, people miss the point by saying, well, then go somewhere else then, you know. You're in Disneyland, what do you expect? What I expect is a Disney standard of theming without this, uh, like, really simple, like, uh, backwards idea of just going, well, we'll slap a character on, on, on the curtains and things like mm. that. I think it's really, it's really sad. And, uh, you know, um, um, the Polynesians getting Moana overlays. And um, it, it is literally... A massive hey hey in the wallpaper overlooking Ooh. your coffee machine. It's it's very in your face. Now the thing is, I just find it so disappointing when they do that. If I can give a few details of what I think her IP is done, Moana's not even a good film. Excellently, <laughs> is I think it might be the Yacht Club in Florida, which is very similar to Newport Bay. Mm. It's been a while since I've stayed at Newport Bay, but they've got constellations in the curtains they've got starry curtains and if they're all crumbled up you just think the starry curtains and then as you open them up the lines that you would use to draw the big dipper they've drawn some disney characters between Mm -hmm. the lines so you've got a very faint hercules and you've got a very faint and you don't notice it but if you look the details there and you're rewarded as a fan you're rewarded so the the decor is victorian um, northeast coast of America it's all like that so you've got your classiness and then as a Disney fan you're rewarded for having a closer look part, and that's, that's part of the fun of it isn't it it's trying is. to find the detail I mean how much do people love hidden Mickeys yeah, yeah. Bob agrees couldn't agree more mm. subtlety is key exactly mm. and I think that all the hotels should have Disney details everywhere that they can but I think you should have to work for them. And as fans, I think we enjoy working for them. I think if you walk into a room and the first thing you're greeted with is, you know, like a 12-inch picture of Hey Hey on the wall, it's not doing it. Penny's asking, do you like the Toy Story overlay in the Hotel Cheyenne? Um, yes and no. It's not. I don't find it that offensive, but I just think I would rather it just be a cowboy-themed room and then, I, and then, I, I, then I'm in my own adventure there. I'm waking up I'm, I, and I'm a cowboy. I'm not like... Because you, you're, not, you're nothing else in that room, in a Toy Story room. You're just a guest in a Disney hotel. Whereas mm. if it's just themed to something, you know, like fantastical, then you're in that story then. And, and the rest of the hotel feels like that. It's just the rooms, isn't it, where, you, where you've mm. got the, the Toy Story stuff. Where it's, it's kind of pointless. It's Roundup as well, really, isn't it? Because if it was going to be Toy Story themed, it'd be Andy's bedroom, wouldn't it? Yes. Otherwise it isn't doing what it should be doing. It's, 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 it's pointless. I don't understand, like, um, are people going, oh, we must go there now that it's a Toy Story bedroom? Well, no, I think some, some will. Some kids and some parents are. Mm. Um, to your point, the Woody's boot, <laughs> if they had the Woody's boot lamp mm. and nothing else, that would be a really good Easter egg yeah. because it would keep it as a cowboy room. And the curtains. But you'd go, yeah, and the curtains. The checkered curtains. You'd it's just, go, it's oh, just that, that oh, look. Of, of wallpaper that got yeah. the, 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 the bit. Yeah. Like the, 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 with the characters freeze, on it. Freeze, border, whatever yeah. you call them. But I, I think that's more acceptable and I feel the same way about the Florida hotels because it is your, uh, I don't like this word, your budget option. And we all know there is no budget option when it comes to Disney, but it's the lowest level ranking. And traditionally that attracts families and families with multiple children and things. And so I think it's acceptable for mm. them. The, what? Where do you want to stay, love? I want to stay in a Toy Story, uh, in a Cars room, take them to Santa Fe. The kids will love it. They'll come home with memories. That's fine. When you get to your higher levels, your Newport Bays and your Disneyland hotels, your clientele changes. 
and also the the level of investment, the level of fan. Now, I don't mean financial investment because I don't think that that should matter, but the type of fan that goes there changes. And at this point, I think you should stop catering for the lowest denominator in the family and start catering a little bit more for the, the, the mature taste, mm-hmm. personally. I knew when I said Moana's not a good film that mm-hmm. I was... Uh, you know, I was just throwing that out there, but uh, Julie's uh, she did a sharp intake. You, of breath. You've, you've been teasing this for weeks in the uh, in the classics podcast. Yeah, because we've not we've not reviewed it. I, I don't hate it, but I think it's got so many problems. I'm going to tear it to bits. <laughs> mm, all right. <laughs> um, um, what else? Uh, yeah, and uh, Mike's saying slapping characters everywhere really cheapens it, and it does it cheapens it. Um, uh, the other example it, I'm thinking of, and again, it's not Paris, but um, it's just indicative of you know yeah. a larger way of thinking. That I just don't think it's right. It's like you take the mon- monorail. How iconic is the monorail, right? It's just a monorail. Mm-hmm. And, and it, like, it's a Disney IP of its own in yeah. many ways. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then they introduce the skyline and everything's got these character wraps on it. And I know that's interesting going, oh, which one are we going to get? Are we going to get Daisy? No, you know, are, are we, we going to get a uh, Pixar one? It's just, when you see old pictures of uh, these uh, cable cars and they're just like blue or red and white, you know what I mean? They're just so, they're so classy looking. Uh, and then when I and then when I see something with characters all over it, I just go, oh, it's it, it's conversely boring to put characters on it. I, I th- not conversely, it's um, paradoxically boring to put characters on them. I, I think, yeah. I think it's like chucking advertising on everything. So yes. I, I want to see a podcast. This you week, don't need to be right? advertised Disney in a Disney park. Do no, you? exactly. I want mm. to see a podcast this week. I went, we went to watch Shag Married a, um, Annoyed. Mm. Uh, Laurel really likes it, so so we went to watch that. It's Chris Ramsey and his wife. Um, and they talk about all sorts of stuff. But mm-hmm. they have a sponsor for their tour. So when we were sat down before it all, big screens with the sponsors on it and all that, you know, all the information about it, they kept putting like these adverts up and stuff because it, it's a podcast. And so they do what most podcasts do when they do advertising, which is they, they do the selling. They just they read out a spiel and that's how it works. Halfway through this show, they did this whole bit that was probably 15 minutes long where they basically did a whole advert for, the, for this product. And I really resent having paid for tickets to go and see mm. something to then have to yeah. watch an advert. It's like paying for Sky TV and then, and then sitting there having to watch adverts between things. Mm. It really, really frustrates me. It really does. And, and to me, that's that's what IP is doing. I know it's slightly different because a lot of it's things that you that you want to see and stuff, but it's not. It's, it's still just it's hard advertising. That's all it is. It, it's just, another thing that makes me think that the upper management in Disney is, is very slightly, not very slightly, completely out of touch with the clientele sometimes because of what you said about the, not every Skyliner has got a character. Every third one is blank. Hmm. And the blank ones are so cool. The shape of them and they've got like speed stripes down. They're so cool. The hmm. monorail so cool. And I think real Disney Parks fans, which I think that's everyone who pays to go, basically. Mm. I'm not just talking people who have podcasts and things or comment on podcasts. I'm talking everybody. They love this world. And we can go into Primark and get anything we want with a big Mickey head on it. And, you know, you you, you just see it everywhere. You see it in every supermarket you know, just greetings, cards, everything. And to go on and see this really cool bit of architecture, this cool bit of transport that's just got a character on it, it it's just, it's unnecessary. It cheapens it. But they also, I don't think they realise the product. They don't understand their own product. All this being said, mm-hmm. um, if I talk to Laura about the new stuff that's coming to the studios, for instance, the idea of, when well, we've talked about this, the idea of, of, of Marvel... Um, area, the idea of of the Star Wars area and all that sort of stuff that is really appealing, and for and for kids of of all ages, these different IPs are really appealing, and that's why mm. they do it, isn't it? Because it it brings those people in. But we've also, I think, had a problem, in, or they have also had a problem in the past where people reach an age where they're not Disney anymore, particularly mm. in Paris, because the the thrill the thrill rides were never really there. There's not masses and masses of them. There's not loads loads and loads to do there. So you reach a point where you're past it, and then in later life. You come back again when you've got kids. Yeah. And and I think that what they're trying to do with all of this is trying to fill that gap a bit and keep people there. And 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 maybe, well, there's no maybe about it. I think they're probably going a little bit overboard with what they're trying to do with the IP. But I understand the principle behind it, I guess. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. I think, I think within the park, I mean, how did this discussion start? I know we were going to have this discussion anyway, but it started with people saying... 
we want more Beauty and the Beast. Why don't they have Tangled? And we were all agreeing with you. Mm. So I think within the parks and within the attractions... I don't think of that as IP, though. No. That, to me, that isn't the same. I know it is the same, but when we talk about IP, I'm more thinking brands than I'm thinking yeah. th- things within those brands. And also, if we think about like restaurants, when we came off the cruise line and we we're all about the Rapunzel's Royal Table and fantastic it's got it's an ip you're just Mm. immersed in an ip and we loved it the details were fabulous it's really when they take something that is something else and just slap a brand on top of it so it isn't integrally that you know like um pirates of the caribbean is integrally pirates of the caribbean if they put a mickey face on the side of all the boats you'd get upset because you're turning it into something it isn't so with the hotels with the transport but they have pushed the ip of the film within mm. the ride and that's it's not that offensive with that no. like see sometimes it works so i'm not saying i'm not completely anti it i just think in moderation it works uh like you know there's a there's a good jack appearance at the end of that ride and there's a there's a nice one that isn't you know, two over the top, uh, popping out that barrel. I don't like the projections on the the mist, <laughs> especially when um, Lovejoy pops up. Lovejoy, and I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, he really sort of dates it, and I don't know. W- would you be up for um, for Haunted Mansion having Eddie Murphy there at the beginning? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at these huge knackers. Um, <laughs> or what if they overlaid the Muppet one onto it? Just yeah. to play, I'd actually like that. play devil's advocate with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. For first, I, I agree with you. I think it's quite well done. But we're at a point now where there's a generation of legal adults who no longer remember that it's not a film. You know what I mean? It's 18 years old, is it? Hmm. So you've got legal adults who weren't alive before this was a Johnny Depp film. So you've got all those young people coming who would go, if you didn't do the overlay, they'd go on that ride and go, that's brilliant. Where was Johnny Depp? Do you know mm. what I mean? You, well, where was Captain Jack? Let's be a bit And then honest. you go, well, it's an interesting story, that. But, you know, those films are actually based on this ride. And then suddenly they'd have a massive appreciation for the ride because of what it led to. Yeah. Uh, hi to the Dunn family and Caitlin Jackson. Hello. Uh, old friends. Dunn family, I did mention the fact earlier, if you've already heard it, I'm sorry to say this again, but um, we received your... Christmas cards, but then I left them in my wing. So you could have the told them. Got you yet. could have told them that we showed it earlier in the show. Yeah, and they wouldn't have known. Um, oh, well, now they know. I wish there was more IP in Discoveryland. I hate the blue and gold. That's interesting. We did say there was quite a lot of IP in Discoveryland. Is it the steampunk Jules Verne that you don't like? Hmm. Um, I do like that. I, it I think it's, its own space. It takes it apart from the yeah. other parks, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I keep talking over you, Chris. No, I'm no, sorry. Right. I'm you're, not, you're not talking over me at all. And again, I'd like a Star Wars hotel at Paris, but if it was just like a load of um, Tatooine like outbuildings in the sand, that's all it has to be for me. You know, just a kind of like a, a desert little. They've done that with the Santa Fe, couldn't they? Yeah, Oof, yeah. But like, if you look really? at the uh, Put domes on if top. you look at some of the rooms in uh, the Disney World one. Um, in that ridiculously expensive experience that they're offering. The BB-8 themed. And mm. it kind of looks cool, but it doesn't need to be BB-8 themed. I think people get it, you know. I don't think you need to you need to go in and then go, and go oh, look, it looks a bit like BB-8. It's just enough to be in a well, Star Wars room. Look, look, at, look at Star Tours in itself, right? Star Tours, yes, it's Star Wars, but the whole time you're doing it, it feels like its own thing. Mm. And I know when mm. you sat down there, you're going through the film, through bits of the film. But everything about that queue, everything about all of it, whether those characters are there or not that you recognise, it, 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 it immerses you in that that world. And that that to me is what these what the hotel should be doing as well. It, it's, mm. You don't need it in your face. And BB-8 is um, all right, quite a major character when it comes to the droids, I guess, in those films. But it's kind of throwaway, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's not, if you don't like BB-8, then, then mm. you've had it as soon as you walk into that hotel. Mm. I think the art of Marvel Hotel, and I am going to come back to Star Wars with this, I think in retrospect it's a stroke of genius because first of all, they have whacked an IP on it, but they've not they've told you they're doing it and they've not been bashful about it. They've named... If they just said they were remodelling the Hotel New York and when they reopened it, 
there was Spider-Man every door. Everyone would be complaining and rolling their eyes. Mm -hmm. But because they've said we're doing this and it's the art of Marvel and they've really made a thing about the concept designs, costumes, the art, 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 art is the focus. I think it's done fantastically. Now, I, I heard someone... Um, who worked at Universal say why there wasn't a Harry Potter hotel. And they said that J.K. Rowling was insisting everything was totally immersive. And if you had a Harry Potter hotel, you would have to theme all the maids' carts. You couldn't have a phone in the room. The pictures on the wall would have to move. Yeah, all this kind of thing. And they couldn't logistically, they couldn't have computers on the check-in desk. No. They couldn't have stuff like that. They couldn't have iPads in the hands. And logistically, they couldn't... They couldn't possibly run a functioning hotel and not have you see a single like vacuum cleaner, for example. They just couldn't do it. So that's why yeah, vacuum cleaners. And I think that this kind of goes the same with your immersive Star Wars hotel. They must have ways around it. Um, yeah. But I mean, they don't have to deal with magic, do they? But I think the best thing to do, to, if they were to do a Star Wars hotel in Paris, would be to do the art of Star Wars. The clever thing about the art of Marvel is they've taken what is effectively a, a corporate hotel and made it appeal to families. Yeah, like like really. I mean, yeah. our friends with three with a three year old. That's where they want to stay. So everything I just said about um, Santa Fe and Cheyenne having the cars and the Toy Story, they're not interested in that. They want to go to Heart of Marvel. The, the Disneyland Hotel is is stunning. But if you're a 10 or 11-year-old boy, are you going to want to go and stay in that pink, mm, in that mm, big pink mm, hotel? Mm, mm, you, wedding just, cake. You're just not. And even when they update it and it's got all the princess-themed rooms as well, boys aren't going to want to go there. Mm. And and I think they've, they're missing a trick there because... It, it could still be just as stunning and just as good, but appeal to everybody and anybody. And mm. and I think I think that's a real a real struggle. But then I guess the Marvel Hotel is the same because they've still got this, you know, gender. Th- oh, it feels like there's still this kind of these are boys things and these are girls things about about the whole idea of Mar. I know Marvel have tried a bit, but Marvel and Star yeah. Wars and princesses and princesses and pirates and it's it's all just. You know, yeah, you know, without, without getting is. into massive gender discussions and things, it's it's that's the thing. It's I a mean, minefield. Bonnie was very Bonnie's doesn't know much about Marvel, but when ever Marvel's there, she's quite happy to get on board, and she likes a bit of Black Widow and things like that. So I, I can appeal. I know what you're saying about the Disneyland Hotel. Now, interestingly, we we scrolled past it, and so I don't know who said it now, but we were talking. Somebody said, I think it was Penny. How much IP do you think they'll put on the newly remodeled Disneyland Hotel? Mm. And my hope, mm. my hope is, not much, because they used to, it used to be a really good example of what I just said about you had to work to find it. They had some brilliant little icons in the carpet. They had mm. it on the wallpaper. They had it in banisters, but it, it was hidden. It was all hidden. And then they did have some like cabinets with some. Memorabilia in. I'm trying to think. Yeah, what but it's had. like it's like vintage stuff. Vintage it was, uh, like, stuff. Marionettes yeah. or something. It was really just nice to see. Yeah, um, the concept art is is it's more it's more pictures than anything else, isn't it? I'm just I've, I just remembered the routine. So right. I see that it, is quite IP. Pi- pictures above the beds of of princes and princesses basically together like dancing or whatever. Yeah, that looks like a massive portrait of Cinderella. Yeah. I think that is a bit. Too on the nose. It's, for... That's it. It's on the nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily and uh, Caitlin are, t- are talking my language in the chat. They're on about um, <laughs> um, Emily's talking about uh, kids princess dresses that have a picture of a oh, princess that on, annoys on the dress. It's like you know what it's like. It's like putting ketchup on a tomato because <laughs> it's because it's not tomatoey enough. Yeah. Yeah, those dresses really annoy me. Yeah. Why, nobody wants that, do they? No, it's and just, the chi- just, the, the child way. doesn't. They want to dress up as. Bum, don't they? Yeah. You know, it... yeah. It's like if you dress up as Spider Man, you don't want a picture of Spider Man on it, do you? No, because then you're not Spider Man. You it makes no sense. Some idiot in a <laughs> rubbish costume. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, uh, do you know what? It, it works well in the. Um, where did we stay a couple of years ago? Caribbean Beach. No, uh, D- DLP. Uh, Sequoia Sequoia Lodge is a little bit Bambi yeah it is but like it it works because basically all you've got are little soft 
drawings of woodland creatures. Mm. And it's, with the right IP, it works. And if that was just something else before and then they introduced Bambi, I'd say, do you know what? That was tastefully done. Fair enough. I think it was and they did and it is, mm. basically. It was and, and they the, did and it is. There's wood carvings. And, <laughs> and it, it will be forevermore. It fits so well in what it... And if they didn't have pictures of Bambi... What would they have pictures of? They'd still have pictures of woodland creatures. Yeah. It just happens that they have a woodland creature to have pictures of. Newport Bay's nice as well, though. I just... love the headboards at Newport Bay. Yeah. And and the the um the wallpaper is just it's like portholes with with the characters in them, with, mm. with the Fab Five in them, and that's it. It's 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 a really nice mm. um yeah, they're really nice rooms and then they've got a boat theme to them, you know, they feel you feel like you're in a cabin. Yeah. But without the movement. It's <laughs> always so, to, to summarise, and you boys can agree or disagree, hotels, we want IP to be there, but we want to have to look Subtlety. for it. Subtle. And modes of transport, we don't want IP. We want them to carry themselves in their own iconic design. I think it's all right on the buses. In the parks. Because <laughs> it's just a go, bus. Yeah. Who cares about a bus? You're not going to go, ooh, the iconic bus. In the parks, fill your boots. Yeah, do, do mm. as attractions, do things like that. I think... It, I think the days are gone when the king give us an original concept in an attraction and expect us to... I just don't think they're going to do it. I'd love them to do it and I'd appreciate them doing it, but I just don't think they're going to. And that won't be the worst thing. Caitlin was saying uh, she was insulted even as a five-year-old uh, when she saw those princesses on princess dresses. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Originality isn't the, isn't the way things are created these days, is it? It's always, let's take an old idea and do something new mm. with it. You, so, uh, follow the money. People yeah. do... The people with the money aren't create. I heard um, George Lucas talk about this. He said, when I first made Star Wars, the people in charge of movie studios were creative people and they would take a gamble on an idea. And he says, now the people in charge of studios are financial people and they don't gamble. They want proof before they give you the money mm-hmm. that it is going to succeed. So not will this succeed, could this succeed? Is this, will people like this? It's the one evidence so when people when the green light live action remakes of something like cruella they need evidence that emma stone is a bankable star that this director has done a big budget thing before that that ip is one that's popular that people like cruella as a character and they will do full-on customer research what's it's, it's, public research it's really it? telling when they announce a sequel like in the second week of the film's release yeah because they, they can see it's doing well and they go, well, we're, we're going to announce it, the sequel's coming. Regardless of whether it's not about a, art. a story needs it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other thing with sequels that really annoys me. If you've seen a film a, a film with a fully rounded character arc from start to finish, the story is finished, and you, you've got to a real conclusive point, and then, like Maleficent, for example, you'd got to Maleficent. the end... You got to the end of the Sleeping Beauty film and you'd got to the full transformation and redemption of Maleficent as a character. And then they were, oh, but we're doing a sequel. What are you going to do? And yet, we all love Frozen 2. But when you saw it, didn't you think, oh, there was a story to tell? Oh, I did. I, I felt like it, it... Yeah. It felt to me like it was um, and a there natural were... continuation, but... Yeah. Hmm. It, took, it took a while to, to, to come out, didn't it? It wasn't like, you know, yeah. an immediate, like... Uh, you know, it's done. It's done well. Let's, Milk let's that it. cow. Well, they they yeah. took a Toy Story method, didn't they? Of putting some shorts in between the films. Mm. Like they went, oh, people like this, so let's test the water a bit and see mm. what see what these bits are like. Oh yeah, that's working. Okay, well we will do another film though. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. It worries me this thinking. That, you know, I, yeah. I've got another one for you. We didn't need another four Home Alone films after the second one. <laughs> Hold up our uh, Christmas card. Have you got it there? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. We've done a uh, Home Alone Christmas card. Uh, you can't see that on the... Uh, That's what Hugh looks if, like without glasses. If, if you listen, no, I don't look like that. Who, who um, does Hugh look like there? Who do you look like here? Because I, can, I can't remember. Matt Gatiss. Matt Gatiss. And I do sometimes when I take my glasses off. My nose isn't that shape. That I'm face? just pulling a face and it's going into that shape. Uh, for any listeners, um, it'll be on my Instagram by the uh, like by dis- by December, uh, Christmas Eve. It'll be on my personal Instagram. That uh, really hurt. What we're talking about. What did you do? Nothing. I, I had my Pfizer jab today. I've had oh, yeah. And my arm is just Oh, no. Dead. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Right, I'm going to I'm gonna head for a wrap-up, guys, Ooh. if that's okay. God, that hour's gone quick, hasn't it? Yeah. It has. 
Um, there's just something I'd like to mention first. Well, two things, one leading on from the other. First of all, as you know, we have been doing Vlogmas. We are now on day 12. I just rapidly uploaded day 12. Um, while we're setting up for this, the computer's still running over there, actually. So I haven't changed the thumbnail. And it might yet. have a long black bit in it. But I, <laughs> yeah, because I haven't been able to check it. Anyway, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about It'll it. I want to say thank you to everybody who's watched and commented. These are very kind of small, put together things, but they've been very well received. And more than the views is the amount of people who've bothered to watch to the end and then comment on what I've done or said, and we've had some interaction. And it really means a lot when we're putting this and, level uh, of work in. I'm sure it was the Dunn family who suggested I draw a buzz for one of them. Um, I can't next week because I am stacked with work, like right up until midnight, midnight ev- like yeah. every night. But uh, the week after, that's all falling away, and I'm going to do this Buzz Lightyear drawing for one of the one of the blogs vlogs vlogs. Ooh. I'm going to ask the boys similar questions to what you asked Bonnie. Yeah, that Just was a hastily done one. Them. I think I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to watch it back and write down the questions because you didn't and uh, <laughs> ask them similar oh. questions. I think some of them were quite well. Just, just real quick, uh, Penny's saying, uh, off topic, but Lucy loves Disney Bounds. Have you seen a book called The Art of Disney Costuming? I, no, I haven't. I bought that book for my mother for Christmas. Ah. Ah. That, that was her introduction to Disney there books. And I also bought uh, my dad a copy of The Art of Walt Disney um, concise edition as well. I I would love that by the sound of it. Fantastic! Thank you for the it's great. Um, yeah, all the this this stuff like Beauty and the Beast. And well, we're going to your mum's house next Sunday. We'll ask her to ask, yeah. ask her find it. it. And if she can't find it, then she's taking it to a charity shop, yes. and you should be cross. <laughs> um, so where was it so we're halfway through Vlogmas now so we've got another 12 days to go so thank you so much to everyone who supported us we've done it these boys have got some things coming haven't you uh, yes got some of those we've just Eventually. said yeah, a couple yeah. of bits yeah um, thank you so much so far and keep watching them because they are going to be daily uploads now um, and then I wanted to say right before I did Vlogmas I thought it'd be good to Excuse me. It'd be good to use it as a fundraiser for something. I know a lot of people do that. I'd never done it before. I didn't know if it was successful. I didn't know if people were going to watch it. And I thought this might be me just like putting something there and don't get a single penny. But as I do seem to be having quite good feedback for it, um, I've decided that I'm going to make it a small fundraiser for Give Kids the World. Now, Give Kids the World is a village in Orlando, Florida that is designed for terminally ill and chronically ill children and their families um, to go so they can have Disney World holidays. And they have got critical care units on site and they've got fully trained doctors on site. All the rooms are fitted out for various different abilities and disabilities, like they've got hoist beds, things that these families could never book a normal hotel they have to book medical facilities in order to go on holiday and it's not just for the poorly children but what turned me on to it, it oh, i'm getting tearful is when i heard um this the testimonies of siblings who had gone so mm. these siblings can never have a family holiday of this type because they've got a poorly uh, because they've got a poorly sibling and so much time and energy goes on there so if you've got a 10-year-old brother who is critically ill and in a wheelchair and you, you're a 7-year-old and you'll never get a disney holiday and so there's a lot of fundraising that goes on for individual trips and then there's general fundraising that goes on for the facilities and given that it brings me and us so much joy and happiness and it brings my seven-year-old and your children so much happiness to be able to experience this um and also for the parents because how much worry must it be for them to go anywhere and do anything and when they've got doctors on site i just think it's i love it as an organization i know plenty of other disney outlets that fundraise for them so i decided that i was going to do that too so from now i don't like to push things too much but i thought you might like to hear about that give kids the world and i'm going to put a link on all my vlogmas videos and i'll probably give it a little mention as well so if you want to just give 50 P, five pounds, whatever. I, I've only set my target to 100 pounds. Yeah. Multiples of five. I've only set the target <laughs> yeah. for my giving page to 100 pounds. I'm not expecting to make thousands out of this, but anything that you can give, it's a Give the Kids the World um, fundraising page, so it goes directly to them. It doesn't filter through me. But I'd really love it if we could reach our 100 pound goal by Christmas Eve. And then that might that might be enough to, you know give one of these siblings who've had this difficult life in a difficult family environment uh, an amazing Disney trip. Thank you very much.
Anything else, fellas? Um, I want to apologise. Last week we recorded Encanto and I haven't had a chance to do the edit yet, but um, we have an Encanto episode coming to the Classics. Um, it'll be out in a couple of days' time. And we're recording now, aren't we, as well? We're going to do what is, I guess, our Christmas episode. Um, we're not re- we're not reviewing a film. We're going to do a bit of a retrospective of, of the whole of the Classics experience, going back and thinking about the different ages and all that sort of stuff, really. So just a bit of a chat and things. Mm. Um, and should we say next week's going to be our last one of the year should we say that I think so yeah we think it is yes Um, why not we're going to have a little two week break of the regular podcast I did think I haven't said this out loud and really this involves Hugh more than Chris but I thought I might finish the vlogmas with a live stream on Boxing Day where we might show some gifts we got or something just to say hello but I don't know if we're doing that for definite I will let you know. We'll try and put like, it live on New Year's Eve, can't we? <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, we could. Yeah, we could. Um, we, um, we'll, we'll try and like put put things up where we can as well. Just in the meantime, um, yeah. on the on the YouTube channel, yeah, just to keep uh, just keep it up. I'll, yeah. You know, I, I really enjoy like when I've got time doing those drawings. I, I still haven't put the Mickey Mouse one on ever. No. You just I'll, put it on Twitter. I'll upload that like today probably because it's only like a thirty. Minute long, minute long videos. The vlogmas thing in general, though, I think, I think is great. It's given me ideas of things I want to do, even if I've not had a chance to do them mm. yet. And if and if we run out of time, there's no reason we can't keep doing little 10, 15 minute bits mm. like that, is there? Well, do you know? And I know we're wrapping up now, but the advice that I got for um, from experienced YouTubers was do quantity, not quality. Mm-hmm. And I think what this has forced me to do is every single day stand in front of a camera and talk and think of something to talk about, edit a video really quick because I've usually got to get to work in the next 15 minutes, upload it, boom, and leave the house. And I think that that's been good practice for me, mm-hmm. apart from anything else. Cool. Right. Okay. Uh, anything else? Great cause. Yes, it is. Good luck, uh, good luck, Lucy. What a great idea. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Enthusiasm, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I don't, blah, 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 I, I don't want to go, oh, guys, thanks for saying such nice things about me. So, yeah, there's the unicorn <laughs> of shame. Thank you all for, very much for joining us. I will. We will see. I've been Lucy. These have been the boys. We will see you again. Good night. Bye, Bye pals. Bye. <laughs>